0: Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys. It's Sally here, and I hope you are all keeping well. In this current situation, which is obviously um, of concern to all of us, um, actually feels like we're in a film. It's just kind of unreal. So I thought it was really important for me to give you an update on what's happening in terms of your essay business and also just in life to help and inspire you because, you know, it's a tough time, but we all are in it together. And I think it's, uh, it's really important to share what we know, what we learn. And so this is Facebook live for today. And I'll also have it out there as a podcast as well. Hi there, Katrina. I hope you're well. So in the UK, I think we've got about 33,000 current cases of COVID-19. And, um, let me just check. I've got an image here. Um, 4,200 odd new cases 2,900 deaths currently Which is obviously not good And the government have um, tightened up on lockdown Because I think some people perhaps weren't taking it seriously If you're not ill, you don't have anyone close to you Perhaps it doesn't feel like it's really going on But obviously the government have to keep everybody safe And uphold um, the lockdown and the law So that we all do stay safe and as many of us stay well and, you know, get through this. So with the, um, business of service to accommodation, we are not allowed anymore to host anyone who isn't already stranded in, in house or, um, a critical worker and there are quite a few critical workers helping to keep everything going so um i've shared this list quite a few times but as well as healthcare workers there's a whole host of you know all our emergency services the military all the people in the um local authorities who are keeping everything going um of course um there's a lot of support in, in the NHS to keep all the facilities working. So we've had people who are working on hospital ventilation systems and things like that. So as well as sort of obvious, you know, frontline NHS doctors, nurses, and everybody, there's a huge amount of people, there's the infrastructure, utilities, water, food, etc. So if you um, want to join the you know, the effort of continuing to support those people and maintaining your properties, um, op- you know, being open and going through the cleaning regimes that need to be done, then that's awesome because that will help them. They need um, temporary accommodation, short term accommodation. And honestly, um, you know, in lockdown, there's not likely to be that much that is short term, not really, unless it's teams who are staying for a couple of weeks and then moving on, you know, in, in their, their key worker roles. Hi there, Liam. I hope you really well. So, um, couple of things really, because I know that, um, they have slightly tightened it up, but there are, there is a law. So looking at the law, you are still allowed to, um, do things that like attend funerals. You are also allowed to, um, sorry, you're allowed to host people who are attending funerals and yeah, funerals. But I think there are quite stringent guidelines on all these things. And there are, there is a little bit of leeway in terms of moving house, but essentially it's people who are stranded. Um, and now their, their temporary place is their semi-permanent place if you like because they can't actually move because of lockdown so we are able to fulfill a really huge service to these people but if you are in a position where you don't feel that you can continue having your property open whether it's because your linen company's gone into lockdown which has happened to us um, or whether it's because your cleaning team um, you know don't want to go in and you don't want to do it yourself or maybe they're Um, self-isolating has happened to us today with our uh, supervisor actually so it's up to you whether you want to actually close so it's entirely up to you so my inclination is eternal optimism and to keep going and I'm very positive and I think it's really important to support our communities because there's an awful lot of help needed and um I'm communicating a great deal with our landlords and our guests um and they want to you know have a safe place to stay so we do still have two units that are sort of well one's available um it wasn't going to be but it is but, and then another one will be available from Monday so we're still keen to help um, there's a potential that we might have ambulance crews and people like that who will stay a long time but we have to be you know operating within strong firm guidelines and have really um, strict cleaning regimes and protect our cleaners and obviously we'd only be going to our properties if it's essential. Hi Babisha good to see you and Marius. So it has to be essential because you're not going to um, need to go there unless you've got um, people like key workers there and what you're doing is um, really important to maintain what what's happening there. Um So the, the rules are tightened and I'm going to go through some cleaning bits but what I also want to do is just talk a little bit about Airbnb because they've sent out emails today and um, things like your linen and what to do about that and cleaning and also some help for your guests. And basically, work out a way forward with your business and also some mindset things, because I think you know it can really get to you, and there's a few things that you can do that will really help you um Obviously, there's financial help from the government as well, and I've had a few questions in our WhatsApp group today, as people who are quite scared about what's going on, which is totally understandable, but we're all in this together, we seriously are so uh hi, Vicky. Good to see you. So Airbnb have um, closed basically all properties um, unless you want to be part of the COVID-19 hosting program. And you can say that you want to do that for free or at a normal rate or at a reduced rate. If in the last week you've already signed up for that, um, you probably have to relist again because I had signed our properties up for that that were available, um, but I had to relist them with the the terms we wanted to have and so that's fine so we're doing a reduced rate i would love to do it for free but we do still have cost going out every month um so that's one thing and you know it might be worth adjusting your minimum stays to things like certainly a week or 14 nights or even a month it's up to you because if you get people um, booking for less and then you have a sort of argument with them about actually it's lockdown, um, you need to really figure out how that's going to work for you. So we've got some people who are, as I say, technical um, engineer people who are working in accordance with, you know, um, as key workers is what I'm trying to say so at the hospital so they're staying like Monday to Friday and if they've booked direct with us now having found us on an OTA but I will be saying to them look you know I can't um, do any um, in between cleans and mid-stay cleans completely no don't do any of those. Um, so you might want to adjust that kind of thing if you are still operating and really think about the logistics of what you're offering because a really key thing is yes offer accommodation to people and keep your business going covering costs if you're committed to certain you know things like rent obviously you're going to be all the bills you can't just stop those but um as well as wanting to be able to help in the community. You don't wanna be putting yourselves and your team at risk. So really important to balance what you're offering and what you can reasonably do for people. So make sure that anyone who's gonna book Um, with you knows that you won't be doing things like mid-stay cleans leave them enough linen that they can change their linen and their towels and wash them themselves or if they're going to be um, wanting it cleaned then they will have to double bag what they want you to pick up and don't open so put those bags outside the door and then don't open those bags yourself or get anyone to launder it for 72 hours so it's three days make sure you leave it like that really important to have that um, protection and then actually the virus apparently is quite easily destroyed in detergent hot water but um, it's the surfaces of the cleaning that you need to be particularly concerned about. So if you want guests to get their own cleaning stuff, or if you're gonna provide it for them, or if they get their own and then you reimburse them for it, or whatever arrangement you want, they need to do their own cleaning. and really important to talk to the guests so that they know the rules of lockdown so that you can help them be aware of that because they may be from um, somewhere else, they may have got stuck here more recently um, uh, or some people just aren't so aware so it's you know important that you make sure they're aware of what's actually really going on and so you can do that and, and provide the help and so that they know what they can and can't do in lockdown. and. If you can get things like hand sanit- sanitizer, I mean it's like gold dust, isn't it? then provide that, but it's really a challenge, um, and there are certain ones that are better than others. But certainly you know, regular hand washing, all the guidance about not touching your face, and all those kinds of things, really important. So um, again, I will put some links below about all of that information rather than going through each part of the guide here and um, if your linen company's still up and running then that's rather fabulous. Ours actually went into lockdown a week ago but um, <laughs> what do we do? But we luckily had quite a large stock of linen anyway um, but we can't send any back right now so whether that continues um, it's hard to say. It's kind of looking like it's going to be longer rather than shorter at the moment isn't it? So um we are looking at um alternatives. So if we have people staying for three months who are frontline workers, um we'll be providing them different linen that they can then um wash themselves potentially if we can't actually get there um, because we've got Egyptian cotton and nobody wants to be ironing pillowcases right now for hours. Um so and you know, there's only a certain amount that we can do, so we need to be remote. And we need to be safe and we need our guests to be safe. Hi there, Debbie. You would know about this more than many, I'm sure. Hi, Brendan as well. So, yeah, it's the aspect of still being able to serve the guests to a certain amount. But really, essentially, we're providing them with a safe, comfortable place where they can have a really... um, um, Some of you will be high-end, so you'll be luxury and we're kind of in the middle. And some of it will just be really nice accommodation where they can feel safe secure actually get out into um, the shop when they need to or you know have contact with a surgery or whatever else they need but mostly people are staying at home they might be doing their daily exercise but staying at home staying two meters apart and um, you know making sure we don't get this spread so it's really important to adhere to all this um, honestly, I'm not going into a great big marketing thing on all sorts of other avenues. Um, I'm really focusing on how we can serve the community. If I have direct approaches from guests, then, you know, I have to weigh that up. And a couple of them have felt like it's, um, an interrogation, but we really need to make sure of why people want to stay and that they're not just breaking lockdown rules. And also, we need to know whether they've had contact with um, the virus and, you know, whether they're self-isolating with it or whether they're staying healthy away from family who might get it and all those kind of things. And we need to really arm ourselves with the knowledge of how to best care for those people remotely and when they leave the property to clean it really thoroughly. So um, actually there's somebody in our, our service accommodation community, Ross, who's provided really detailed information about how to um, clean properties once they've actually had um, a COVID-19 um, infected person in there. So um, I'm sure he'd be happy to share that information. He's got a very detailed PDF, which, um, You can't see on the podcast clearly, but I will put it in our Service Accommodation Secrets Facebook group um, as a link. I'll check with him. That's okay, but he's got detailed information. So there's certain things that you really have to do, and there are um, cleaners and sprays that are in accordance with a certain guideline. Just see if I can see the name of it. Um, It's all the standard stuff that we're doing with our cleaning teams, but there are specific um cv19 virus um disinfectant official en14476 um test has to be passed by the the disinfectant you use um but with cleaning uh there are certain procedures that we're going through and so i'll just briefly highlight some of those again So um, do a normal clean, but make sure your team are protected with gloves. Um, They can wear masks if they want to, there's so much debate about this. Mostly it keeps your own droplets in and stops you being um, sprayed by any others. If you're two meters away from somebody, which you should be, then potentially that wouldn't happen. But um, there's another thing that if you have a mask on that you keep on when you get home, you're taking those germs away with you. So throw them away. So gloves have to be thrown away after use. Uh, Mop heads or cloths, all of these things have to be thrown away. So, um, you know, you're not keeping the contamination there. I mean, we've always reused a lot of our cleaning things and you know it just seems like it's not worth the risk currently and so for the cleaning team we've got specific, specific regime um, rubbish and linen and everything else that's been taken out needs to be double bagged linen and bags shouldn't be open for 72 hours and in any case if a guest has left a property don't go in for 72 hours before cleaning in any case um, you do a normal clean but thorough i mean SA cleans, they're thorough anyway, and then sanitize afterwards with one of these um, virus killing and cleaning agents, completely sanitize all surfaces, Um, completely pay attention to everything that's touched regularly. So light switches, any kind of knobs on anything like your cooker, your fridge handles, your door handles, cupboard handles, um, all the things that are touched. So things like toasters, that's metal, isn't it? You want that completely sanitized. Um, microwaves, everything that's used in the kitchen just really need to sanitize all of those things. Um, you know, if you've got a lift, then you, you would do the, um, the button on there. Um, all of the things that are touched regularly by lots of people, kettles and everything, you know, we use those all the time, all the, socket switches everything like that and your cleaners must be two meters away from each other at all times and hand wash before putting gloves on hand wash after taking the gloves off and for our cleaning team then um when they get home we're saying you know make sure you don't just wash your hands you actually have a shower and put your clothes you were wearing all in the washing machine and wash them so you're completely thorough okay and um so that's really important that's if it's just a normal clean that's not if you've got somebody in there um who's who's been staying who you know has the virus so really important so um i'm just going to check my list actually oh tv remotes taps all those kind of things make sure those are disinfected thoroughly and then i think all surfaces floor everything like that and there are specific instructions if you have somebody who has the virus and um, so steam cleaning, all that sort of thing. But I think it's best you look at the PDF, which I will check with Ross about sharing that because they've been doing relocations and uh, contracting um, accommodation for a very long time. And they've got these compliant regulations so you know make sure you'd actually stay within those and of course your cleaners don't have to go and clean for you there are companies who say sorry not doing it it's up to them and unless you have other people who are willing to come and do it um, so you could still recruit people um, then, you know, they need to be fully aware of the fact that people stay, and you'd have to tell them what kind of job those people were doing, just so that they know and make sure they've seen the guidelines, see what to stay within, and, and what actions to take, so that they are fully aware of, you know, potential risk you just don't know because it's lockdown they would only be going to clean if there was an essential need to for key workers who were coming in or after they left but as I say make sure you leave that period of time hi there Julie and um, we um, as I say would leave spare linen um, so you wouldn't ever go into an apartment even if the guests weren't there even if they said well we're doing our food shop can you pop in with it? Don't do that. Just say, okay, we'll leave it on the doorstep when you are there. Because, you know, you can message and call people perfectly easily, but, you know, don't go in when people aren't there. And just make sure that any um, things that you use, like um, cushions and um, throws, things like that, they're either going to have to be laundered in between after the double bagging and the three days have passed, or, you know, We're looking at throwing cushion pads away, essentially, because we've got to make sure that this really doesn't spread and people do have clean hygienic places to stay and make sure that they, you know, your cleaners and your gas have full information about all of the government um, guidelines of what to do. And, oh, I forgot one thing because um, I haven't scrolled up on my document high enough. There's also hoovers and hoover bags. So you should change the hoover bag every time as well. Or if you've got bagless, which is great because we've got Henry Hoovers, they've got a hoover bag. But if you've got bagless, you know, you can disinfect the hoover sort of inside where all the dust goes and any other areas. So it's really about using a lot of common sense and making sure everybody is aware of what to do and not being complacent and like oh everything's fine you know but the key thing to know is that hand washing with soap and hot water does actually kill this virus so just keep doing that um and when people wear gloves um i find i'm less in- inclined to touch my face anyway when i'm wearing gloves but Um, if people wearing gloves obviously they still shouldn't be touching their face because that's the thing that can get it near your nasal cavity your mouth and eyes and everything so just make sure that people are aware of not touching their face as well so um, I will check about sharing that detailed compliance information but essentially it's like you know not taking undue risks Um, don't supply elaborate welcome packs for guests we have things like tea bags and things still in the properties but we usually get things like bread and milk and fruit don't do that because the guests will need to get whatever they need and you don't want to be going there you as far as possible you want a clean to be done and then the guests check in remotely when they're ready you can disinfect keys you can disinfect everything you know all the exterior handles as well so you don't need to be there but you're available fully online you know all the whatsapp messenger um we have yodel phone calls obviously hi there paula so just really keep the communication. Um, and um, reassure people because people will be scared about these things. So, you know, really important to let people know what they can and can't do. But you know that if they do that, then they'll be all right and and not to go wandering about. You know, so they really know the rules of lockdown. So I think I've covered that. If anyone's got any questions, do let me know because I just would talk forever. Um, And the next thing is really the help for people. So financially, obviously, it's a difficult thing if you decide to close or even if you don't because for our key workers and critical workers and even people who are stuck, we can't charge our, our full rate. We're doing things at cost for people. I know some people are doing it free. If you're doing that, then amazing. That's awesome. And so if you can do it, you know, especially for NHS for free, then that's fantastic um but yeah feel free to have a catch up that's good um so if you can offer it for free and then brilliant but if you're charging a certain amount then it's quite likely that you won't be covering your costs but at least you've got some cash flow coming in to cover all of those bills you still got to pay least of which um of course is not um your rent you're still going to be needing to pay your rent And if a property really hasn't been viable and you were concerned about this from the beginning, you could talk to your landlord about giving a property back if it's rent to SA. Um, If you're managing for a client, you're going to have to have a discussion about what they actually want to do. Do they want to stay open? Um, You know, what do they actually want to do? And just really, again, really keep the communication open. And the government are giving help for operators of SA who are paying business rates and already registered and if you're not already registered then it's worth actually switching from council tax to business rates as long as um what you'd be paying This year and any additional amount that business rates might be won't be more than you'll get refunded in council tax. So Jason Living has done an awesome video about this in service accommodation UK, his Facebook group. So watch that if you want the full details of that. But we have a mix, um, which I'm, I've mentioned before. So three of ours are on business rates. The other ones weren't because we didn't persevere sorting out with the council getting them on council tax but i'm i'm letting them know that actually they have been operated as a business for two years and therefore we should have been on business rates now that's not going to mean we're going to get the grant for those two but for the others we should and i'm still not sure whether it's one or three or quite how it's going to work now some people have heard from their councils if you're registered for business rates then you should hear from your councils but there's nothing to stop you letting them know anyway um so you should be eligible for a grant of 10,000 for properties that are um up to 15 um 1000 pounds rateable value and between 15,000 and 51,000 rateable value it's 25,000 per property So that will help but it will take a while to come through no doubt. If you're on council tax then it's worth changing in my view because they're doing the business rates holiday this year anyway. Hi Mike, hi Janice, hope you're well. Let me know if you've got any questions or thoughts or experiences. Um, So it's up to you but I would Um, do that and there are links that you can follow, I've got them in my Facebook group already, Service Accommodation Secrets Facebook group But um, I'll try and cluster them up um, so that you can see where they are so that you can get in touch with, it's not actually the council that do your um, business rates and council tax decision, they get the payment from you so I'm just thinking that, I remember Jason said that because we had the valuations officer come out to our um, three one beds so it's a valuations officer who sorts this all out and that is HMRC actually but the council collect the money and so also if you are eligible for small, small business rates relief the council are the people to speak to about that because they um, have that responsibility so they collect the money and they also would let you know about any discount that you might get for that and so those things um would help if you're in London and the 90-day rule um affects you obviously then I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong if anyone knows any way that you can get around this I think you have to stay on council tax um, so that is unfortunate if somebody knows a way of sorting that out um let me know but I don't know of one currently um the other thing is that the government is helping with is that if you are a commercial tenant you cannot be evicted from your property um you know if you can't pay the rent certainly till june at the moment is the ruling and there is help for landlords so buy to let mortgages for example there's a um uh, 3 months um mortgage payment holiday and unencumbered property so one of the um Ladies in our WhatsApp group said, but my landlord's got an unencumbered property. He wants his rent. Well, you are a commercial tenant. And so he can't, you know, come after you for that. And in any case, these are unprecedented times. Nobody's going to be taking people to court right now. We're just not operational in that way. And so I think, again, it's all about communication and paying you know something showing goodwill saying look you know um i'm doing this and this um to get uh, guests staying or i've decided to close because of the risk or whatever it is you've decided to do then just let the landlord know and honestly yes you might have paid a personal guarantee but these are strange times that have never happened before well certainly not in modern times anyway so You know, I think it all is about um, communication, mediation, and there's going to be a lot of emotions running high. You know, there's so many businesses that had to shut. We're one of the few that's able to stay open to actually help. Um, so. I think we can be grateful for that, but also to navigate this in a positive way because we are all teams. You know, our landlords are our team, um, part of our team. It's, we want it to be a, a relationship that is fruitful for each other. Um, we are giving a property back to our landlords and touch wood luckily for us, we've got, Um, somebody they've agreed with um, is going to take it on at the end of April but obviously we are liable for everything until then Um, and April the 11th I think we'd have had this property for two years but early on the managing director said to me um, you know this could be bad or or would you like us to de-risk it a bit for you because we have a waiting list Um, so that potentially is a way that you could go and say honestly i think we will have to give this back and you just have to mediate about what you can do in the interim because it is very difficult um the government um making it easier for people to get loans so i haven't got the details in front of me but there are um are loans that you can get hold of to help your business the government are guaranteeing 80% of the amount. is through the British Bank, but you apply through normal lenders. So that's on sites as well. Um, obviously, it's a loan, so it's not not something that you you don't have to pay back but there are ways to work this out and i think anyone who's got any specific questions need needs any help if i don't know the answer to help you then i can help find out the answers for you because i think it's really important that we all stick together and help each other um if i've got any um inquiries and things i'll pass them on to people and you know people who i'm working with so you know, people who are nearby sharing potential bookings with me and I'm doing the same with other people, Um, you know, whether they're in London, you know, let people know that there are are requirements still. So keep communicating together. And I think part of the positive mindset is to know that we are all in the same situation. And what's that saying? It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that really, really everything boils down to that you know if you react positively we find solutions we become really resourceful in a way that we never have before like we've been talking to our council to see if we can help them you know we're on standby for for people like the NHS and council and we've sort of had some near um bookings in one of our apartment is is as I say empty so I'm looking to have um two guests in there for a longer period but it's sort of happening, then it's not. So you're going to have a lot of uncertainty. And I think if you're a person who loves certainty and, and definite plans, then you struggle with this a lot. But I think all we can do is think we can only control that which we can control. And if things are beyond our control, all we can do is get as resourceful as possible, get as much help as possible with the ways of dealing with these things. And you know, if you, if you're really stark, just reach out for help and see who can help you. Don't have a meltdown. Well, have a mini melt, meltdown. Get it out of your system, but don't go thinking everything's hopeless because there's so much that will come from this and things happen for a reason. Um, and people like Dr John D. Martini, he's got a, a Facebook group with a lot of really practical help in there for the way that you can navigate through this in terms of your own mindset and he's the one who says that maximum growth occurs on the borders of challenge and support and we're all certainly challenged at the moment but we can support each other, people will support you. Um, I love things like um, yoga and meditation and certainly I'm getting loads of support from my yoga teacher and her um, all of the people who we do that um, together every day we're doing some exercise Pete and I I almost said goodness knows why but actually exercise is really good to keep your mindset positive so couch to 5k running is not my favorite thing but anyway a bit of cardio once a day is really good you know keep doing things that stimulate your mind, things that you can do together. A lot of people who can't work, they're having family time that they just couldn't have before. I've had conversations with people outside my front door, you know, people sort of standing, um, two meters plus away. I haven't had time to have before. There's lots of positives and things will change. Oh, Paula, very challenging, but you're right. We all need to support each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, some people will find it easier than others. Zoom are probably like, wow, this is a real boom for us, but they probably wish it wasn't happening for this reason. You know, there are lots of companies who are supplying really important products, you know, masks, um, you know, the the medical masks and hand sanitizer and all the cleaning products we need and all of the people who are fulfilling all the roles, you know, our rubbish is still collected, food is still in the shops, um, the surgeries are still providing, you know, dispensing medicines our hospitals and our emergency services are all completely amazing there's so much we can be grateful for and i must admit i'm talking massively about the uk because that's where i am but this is a global thing too and um, we have our va in the philippines and she's brilliant she's really supporting us and um you know we know lots of people overseas Um our guests kind of went back overseas and they're in communication and they're okay so we just you know keep willing it to work well and breathe so if you've got any questions let me know if you've got anything you want to ask in the facebook group service accommodation secrets or the page just let me know and you know if i can't help as i say i will find somebody who can so look after yourselves stay healthy follow all of the rules and we will be fine. We will get through it and things will be better in lots of ways afterwards, I'm sure. Speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Sharing the secrets of success.